Hello and welcome to Elevator Pitch. This is Bobby Fredericks, Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs and Public Policy. Today's Elevator Pitch for March 10th, 2022 is on the Congressional Appropriations Process. Uh, this is a basic function of government. Every year, uh, Congress endeavors to pass 12 different appropriations bills on time, uh, funding various departments uh, of the government, the Department of Agriculture, Department of Transportation, Department of Treasury, you name it, every single department in the government funded through the appropriations process. Uh, but uh, Congress has gotten into the routine of not getting their work done on time. In fact, the last time all 12 appropriations bills were passed on time, all the way back in 1997. Uh, since then, uh, Congress has relied on a system where uh, they have to go past the deadline, past the September 30th deadline to avoid government shutdowns uh, and pass what is called continuing resolutions or level funding from the previous fiscal year, uh, plus or minus a few changes. Uh, so this year, uh, Congress, again, is late to the game with respect to getting their appropriations work on time, which has become the norm. Uh, but last night, there was uh, some progress. The House passed an omnibus bill. If you Google the word omnibus, the dictionary will tell you it is a volume containing several items previously published separately. Uh, and so what that means is Congress took all 12 appropriations bills that the House had worked on, whether they passed on the floor or passed through committee, uh, and, and same with the Senate, whether they passed on the floor or passed on the committee, all the work they've done up into that point uh, and combined it into one large 2,700-page bill. Uh, and so the first question that we're usually asked is, well, how does everyone read that uh, before they vote on it? Uh, and the honest answer is, uh, that's very difficult. There's not a lot of time in between the vote. Uh, but what I will say is the House and Senate Appropriations Committees have a lot of staff that read uh, tweak, draft, and work on this uh, for months and months on end. So uh, particularly with some uh, items that NGFA worked on, which I'll go into here shortly, you can kind of see how the process evolves. Uh, but for months and months, the work goes on, the House gives a little, the Senate gives a little, and then they come to a final agreement and put it up for a uh, up or down vote on the House floor. And that's what happened last night in the House, uh, passed on a tight vote, uh, all 12 appropriations bills, it's about $1.5 trillion in funding, uh, about half of which, a little more than half goes to defense, about $782 billion, and then $730 billion for non-defense discretionary spending. Uh, so again, there was also some funding uh, for supporting Ukraine, $13.6 billion in emergency appropriations. Uh, so the House passed it. It's on its way to the Senate. Uh, I think there's going to be some, um, there definitely will be debate on it, and some Republicans are are uh, you know criticizing the process, uh, but in the end, I think there will be a a bill that passes with some bipartisan support uh, in time for the March 11th midnight deadline, so that there is not a government shutdown or the need to pass another continuing resolution. Uh, so that is the latest. We'll continue to monitor the Senate. They could pass a bill as early as tonight, March 10th, or could take till some in the day tomorrow. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about some of the specific provisions that NGFA worked on throughout the appropriations process. I'd say one of the more significant ones has to do with infrastructure funding. Uh, NGFA members will remember back in January, the Army Corps of Engineers announced that they would fund Lock and Dam 25 on the Upper Mississippi River uh, at $732 million to completion. Uh, so that will be funding to build the first 1,200-foot lock of the Navigation Ecosystem Sustainability Program. Huge deal to grain handlers and NGFA members, the ability to have a reliable, modernized inland waterway system. Well, this uh, appropriations bill that passed the House last night is on track to pass the Senate. 
did include funding uh, in construction for another project on the Upper Mississippi River Illinois Waterway. Uh, I'll say it very well could be the LaGrange Lock and Dam. That is a highly prioritized project in the Army Corps' capital investment strategy. But the Army Corps will have 30 days once this bill is signed into law uh, to uh, come up with a work plan and figure out where that money is going to be spent. But suffice to say, uh, a bipartisan group of lawmakers, uh, a big thank you to Senators Dick Durbin of Illinois, uh, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, Amy Klobuchar, of uh, uh, Minnesota and Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin. And then also on the House side, uh, Congresswoman Sherry Bustos, Democrat from Illinois, Ashley Hinson, Republican from Iowa, and then Sam Graves and Blaine Luke Tamire, Republicans from Missouri. They all, uh, you know, spoke as one on this and submitted uh, project funding for another lock and dam on the upper Mississippi River or Illinois waterway. And in the end, uh, $45.1 million is going to go towards construction. Uh, and so stay tuned on the specific project. But again, momentum continues to build for these locks and dams on the upper Mississippi River uh, for a project that was authorized way back in in uh, in the 90s uh, uh, or to study in the 90s and, and, and authorized back in the early 2000s. It's been quite significant to see funding come its way after a long, long wait. Another provision that I think is incredibly important to uh, grain handlers and NGFA members, uh, <clears throat> grain standards user fees. As you know, our members pay for the inspections, uh, but every year Congress kicks in money for standardization activities under the Grain Standards Act, coming up with the standards uh, and some other administrative funding. That's about $20 million a year um, annually, obviously. And a few years ago in the Trump administration's last budget, they put a provision in there that said they were going to try uh, to administratively implement new user fees on a whole range of USDA programs, including uh, uh, grain handlers. So in effect, it would have uh, had NGFA members pay all all the funding for uh, all user fees for the Grain Standards Act, uh, not just for the inspections, but also for the standardization activities. Uh, so we worked with uh, Congress and a bipartisan delegation to uh, put language in the bill that would uh, block that. Uh, we think uh, the way the system's been working with with uh, Congress appropriating funding for standardization activities, the $20 million there uh, has been working. And so uh, we successfully sought that funding. Uh, and as a result, this will, will save uh, NGFA members from having to pay upwards of an extra $20 million annually uh, for uh, that part of the program, which, which the federal government funds. Uh, another interesting provision, uh, in previous years, there's been efforts to put language in the law that says that if there's ever a labor dispute uh, with uh, whether it's the Pacific Northwest or another region, that, that no funds could be used for grain inspectors to uh, cross a picket line. Uh, well, as NGFA members know from history, uh, that's a huge problem and it calls into question uh, our, our status uh, as, a, as a valuable trading partner. And so uh, we, we've sometimes it's about blocking things that you don't want in a bill. Uh, and so we worked with uh, Farm Bureau and a number of other groups to to prevent language like that from being put into appropriations bill. So there's no prohibition. It should there be a labor dispute uh, for grain inspectors to be able to keep providing those services, which is an important feature to NGFA members. Uh, otherwise, you know, animal feed ingredients, uh, there's always a, a backlog and, and, and sometimes FDA, uh, they've been asking for more funds to help expedite this. Uh, the bill delivers an extra $1 million for animal feed ingredient reviews and approvals. Uh, and so I think that'll be uh, a significant development for a uh, feed side of our membership. Uh, so, you know, there's top line numbers as far as like the overall spending. And then there's there's these um, in the weeds policy fights, which NGFA and, and, and our team help uh, 
uh, you know, prospect out and then come up with a plan to, to try to get implemented. In this case, uh, there were a number of instances uh, where we were able to successfully uh, either help get language put into a bill or outright prevent some, some language from being in a bill, uh, trying to win on the policy arguments. And so the, those are just some of the examples. Happy to answer any questions. If you want to email me, bfrederick, B-F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K at ngfa.org. Uh, but again, those are some of the provisions that we uh, fought for in this appropriations bill. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll see what the Senate does in the next day or so. Uh, if they do pass it, which is expected, then President Biden would be expected to sign it. Uh, and then the government would be funded through September 30th. Uh, and then you uh, basically take a breath and start the fiscal year 2023 appropriations process and do this all over again. So every year is an opportunity uh, on a given policy to, to, to make, uh, make improvements, make an impact. Uh, so if you see a need out there, if there's a policy issue that you have questions about, let our team know. Uh, so yes, that's about that's a little update on the appropriations process. Thanks for listening to Elevator Pitch and hope to see uh, the vast majority of you all in South Carolina this weekend for NGFA's 126th annual convention. Take care. Two quick points of clarification uh, from this elevator pitch. Uh, the votes that the House took last night on the omnibus, they split it into two. The first vote was on the non-defense uh, side of the spending, uh, and that was 260 to 171. So you had 39 Republicans join 221 Democrats. And the defense portion uh, was highly bipartisan. Uh, 200, uh, 361 to 69 was the vote with 206 Democrat yeses and 155 Republican yeses. And then secondly, the Army Corps engineers has 60 days to come up with the work plan once this bill is enacted, not the 30 days as I articulated earlier. So stay tuned. We'll keep working these projects. And thank you for listening.